0: Hello, and welcome to the ADHD Manual Podcast. My name is Abby Chow. I'm a marriage and family therapist, an ADHD-certified clinical services provider, and a proud ADHDer. This is a podcast for people with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and those who love us, which covers pretty much everybody. Growing up with a colorful brain in a black and white world can make us feel like aliens. The manual we were given to guide us through life doesn't have any diagrams of the parts we have. I've decided to stop throwing away my parts and start throwing away this useless manual to write my own. So kick off your shoes, have a seat, and take a break from fitting yourself into a mold that's not your shape. You belong here. Allies, welcome to the ADHD planet. ADHDers, welcome home. Hi everyone, uh, it's Abby here. Um, so slight change of plans today. Um, a couple days ago, I, uh, had a surgery, it was minor, um, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm fine, (laughs) um, but Hum has been, uh, very adamant and, and trying very hard to make me relax, so, um, partly joking, I said, well, you could record my podcast episode for me, and somehow she agreed, so, um... (laughs) This, this one will be, uh, how, how would you like to, um, intro it, Hum?
1: Well, you gave me a question, so Mm -hmm. I'm basing everything off of that, so, um.
0: What question will you be answering? Yeah, so the question Abby
1: asked me earlier was, what are some things about ADHD you're glad you know that comes up often in my day-to-day as a spouse? and, uh, what are some things that are just helpful to, to know?
0: Great. All right. Take it away. Take it upstairs and I'll (laughs) see you later. Thank you so much to Hum for, uh, taking over for me tonight. And, um, I think that you all will find her just as adorable as I do. (laughs) Um, and if after today you are wanting more, then you can pop over to Patreon and we recorded a whole video episode on The Bachelor. So if you want more uh more hum footage, that's where you can find it. Um but yeah, I'll I'll see you see you all next time and uh hum, take it away. Hi, Abby's listeners. Uh
1: it's Hum. I'm uh a little nervous, so uh, bear with me as I I kind of talk through some some of the ideas that I had based off of Abby's question. Um, you know, what are some of the things about ADHD I'm glad I know about? Uh, when Abby was first diagnosed with ADHD, you know, a few years ago, um, we both had a lot to learn about ADHD and and uh, you know, kind of demystify what it meant um and how it presented itself and what it meant for Abby um and also just demystify or or destigmatize what ADHD is um I had no <laughs> full disclosure I'm not from a mental health background at all so uh, I don't really know much about um you know, ADHD, uh, besides what's out there in the media, um, besides what I've heard about in, you know, from TV or books or whatever. Um, and a lot of the, you know, the social norms that you hear about with like boys having ADHD and being super hyperactive and, and all of that stuff. So, um, when, when, you know, Abby had her diagnosis, uh, it was really a chance for for both of us to learn and to um, dig a little deeper into what ADHD is and specifically how adHD affects Abby um, because one of the things that I learned is adHD is different for every person um, it's such a wide wide or broad um, diagnosis to have because you know there's so many factors to having adHD it's not just the uh, hyperactivity or the hyper focus. Um, that's a big part of it. But also, you know, there's sensory things. Um, and there's uh, rejection sensitivity dysphoria that's like not, not present for everybody or, you know, varying degrees. And so um, one of the things that I'm glad, besides, <laughs> besides, you know, being married to Abby, um, is having her expertise about ADHD. She did a lot of research and she continues to be, you know, uh, she has like a certification in ADHD and, and all that stuff. And so she, she really has become this uh, expert in what it means to have ADHD and what it means to um, identify ADHD and, and and stuff like that. So I'm really lucky. Um, she'll probably listen to this and like roll her eyes cause she'll say like she, she's not like a, you know, expert or whatever, but she really is. Um, so with that in mind and knowing that I am not an expert and knowing that I have zero background in mental health, um, uh, here are some things that have been helpful for me as a spouse, as a partner. Um, you know early on when you know we moved in together before i think before she had her adhd diagnosis or maybe like right after and so um some of the things that we established really early on that are wonderful um is understanding routines and so setting like clear expectations about like when we'd be home or um you know what to expect i think is a really big part of um our relationship in terms of like timing, right? Because uh, I have a very, (laughs) I have like an internal clock that like usually is just so spot on. Like I'm awake at a certain time every day and I go to bed around the same time um, most nights. But uh, for the most part, like I I have an internal clock that's like pretty much standard um, in terms of like, you know, when people are up and when they go to bed. Uh, and so routines are, are good in that way, um, because we have been able to kind of, like, figure out what works best for each other, um, like, I'm more, I'm not quite a morning person, but, like, I do more things in the morning, and, uh, she does a lot more things at night, and so we try to split up some of the chores or some of, some of the, like, functional things based off of that, like, she loads the dishwasher, Uh, I unload the dishwasher. Um, That's partly because of, you know, that the the routine or the timing of it, but it is also um, a sensory thing that I have learned about um, from Abby, like unloading wet dishes that are warm and, you know, it's kind of weird. And like, that's not something that she loves to do. So um, it makes sense for, for us to like have that routine of like, dishes. (laughs) dishes. <laughs> you do this part and I'll do this other part. Um and, you know, some of the other things about like chores or or kind of like on that in that vein is understanding um more about that sensory stuff. Like we I talked about this a little bit, but like, you know, with ADHD, there are, you know, some sensory things that I think I had no idea were or a part of ADHD, or, you know, like, had any relation to it, and so, um, for me, like, vacuuming, I loved a vacuum, <laughs> it's so weird to say, but, it, you know, vacuums are one of my favorite presents, Abby got me a Dyson vacuum for my birthday, which was, like, super fancy, um, and is, like, the dream vacuum, if, if you're a fan of vacuums out there, um, but for someone who has uh, sensory issues or sensory, you know, it has like a is sensitive to certain noises, vacuuming really is terrible. Like I, I didn't understand that until, um, you know, I'd vacuum in the middle of the day because I love to vacuum. And, and for her, it's like, it's just, it's so taxing on her nervous system. And like, it's so unpleasant. Um, and so, trying to figure out, like, in our routine, like, how do we fit in some of these chores that might, um, might be more taxing on someone who has ADHD, right? And so, like, I try to vacuum early morning on the weekends when I know, uh, you know, she won't really be interrupted by it, um, or if I'm starting the garbage disposal or something, like, I'll give her a heads up and say, hey, you might want to cover your ears, uh, gonna make some loud noises over here and I think that is um something that w- has worked pretty well you can ask Abby about it but I I think um keeping that in mind has been pretty pretty key um just a day-to-day that I had no idea prior to um learning more about ADHD um the other thing I was thinking about too was about making things super accessible and it's really in the front of my mind right now because we just moved and we're trying to rearrange our new space and yeah, you know, trying to fit all the things that we had in our old apartment into our new place and um, you know, we had help with moving too, which meant that like everything that we had were in boxes in different rooms and we have an extra room in this new place than we had in our old place and so where does all that stuff go? (laughs) Um, and so one of the things I think about a lot is, um, you know, how do we make some of these things more accessible? Like Abby's talked about labeling things in some of our previous podcast messages or uh, podcast episodes. And it's true. Like we do have duplicates of stuff. Like we have more than one, um, I don't know, I can't think of it, but like, you know, we might have like more than one medicine bottle and on each floor, or, uh, there's like a box of tissues, um, in every room. These are common things. I don't know. Uh, but, but we do try to like duplicate things that like are, um, you know, that like we don't have to move things from like the first floor to the second floor or from one bedroom to the next um and i think that makes it just easier like it, it makes it so that um we're not both of us actually aren't like constantly like moving things or shifting things out of view you know um uh i don't think it's object permanence i know that there's a whole episode about this but like <laughs> you know knowing that something is in one place but like n- not being able to really see it or like not remembering that it's there like you know I'm looking at, like, a remote, for example, and, like, we we know that the remote, like, is in the living room, but, like, not being able to actually, like, find it. I think that is um, something that, like, if we can make things more accessible or, like, making, like, I bought, like, uh, a, like, neon green sleeve for the remote, so that just, like, it's always easy to spot. Um, It's not specific to to ADHD, but I think... um, making it more accessible is really, I think, helps both of us. Um, Kind of that frustration of like not being able to find something is, is pretty key. Um, And then we have an Alexa device that we keep a shopping list on. And so one of the things that we do, I think we do really well, is like, you know, when we're running out of something, we'll just say like, hey, Alexa, like add this to the shopping list and um then i typically use like a grocery store uh like app to put everything into like a shopping cart or or a list or something and and it makes it super easy for us to like coordinate um shopping lists and decide on like what to have for dinner um or like any snacks that we're running out of and it's it seems like a really simple thing but i feel like when you know, it's, it's everyday life and you're like trying, like, you don't have to walk over to write it on a list. You can just like say a top of mind to, to have it jotted down for you. Um, And then that's a list that we both share. And so when I'm on my way to the grocery store, I'll, I'll say like, Hey, Abby, like um, add anything else you want to the list. And so she, you know, I feel like that works really well for, you know, that just in time kind of like, here's the, now, and like here's what I need to do now, or like uh not really about the future planning, but um just really focusing on like hum's gonna go do this, and here's like a couple of other things that I was thinking about, um yeah, and you know if Abby is doing the grocery shopping uh like Sometimes I'm really bad at describing <laughs> what I mean. Um so take, you know, texting pictures of it and being very specific about like, hey, this is what I'm what I meant. Um and that's actually something that's helpful for me too. Like you can't send me to the store and tell me to buy cheese. Like, I'm going to ask, like, okay, what kind of cheese? Does it matter what, like, is it sliced, or do you want to block, or is it shredded? Like, what are you going to use it for? Because, like, all, <laughs> I, I have all these questions. You can't just send me to the store. Um, and so I think the reverse side of that is because I have all these thoughts or, like, have all these questions about what I need. Um, I, it seems like I, I have a very specific thing in mind, and so sending a picture say like, hey, this is what I was thinking about, um, I think just clears the confusion and and any miscommunication when possible. Um, Yeah, and I think, let's see, I have a whole list here. Um, There's just some obvious things like, you know, using shared calendars. uh, Yeah, and I think the last thing kind of in line with like, making things more accessible is labeling stuff (laughs) we label a lot of things in the house which is actually helpful also for me but um we you know cabinets are are just voids right and so um when setting up the kitchen for for the first time here like one of the things we both did for each other was like walked around and we're like okay this is where I put the coffee stuff um open close that cabinet or you know, Abby uh, put away all of Max's toys and all his treats and stuff into um, a drawer. And she was like, okay, this is where it is. And just showing us and like so- showing each other where things are um, is really helpful, I think, in-, in kind of creating that like context and that shared, shared space. Because um, I know one of the things that I feel like comes up a lot with like the object permanence thing is like not knowing where things are or like knowing that you put it somewhere and then someone moves it i think that's like one of the the biggest things i forget about um pretty frequently about like you know for me if i moved the the sharpie or something like it's it's basically gone (laughs) forever for for abby um unless i put it back where it was before and so um Establishing where things are supposed to be together really helps um really helps you know some of that confusion down the line yeah, and that's just uh some of the stuff I came up with um Abby will be back <laughs> to uh our reg- her regular schedule um soon i hope uh and yeah as she mentioned we did. We did some hot takes on The Bachelor, and even if you don't watch it, I think it's it's interesting because it's a portrayal of, you know, um, common misconceptions about ADHD and and what it means. And Elizabeth, who was on The Bachelor, she uh, has had some really great things to say about ADHD uh, after that episode, so you should check it out on Patreon. And that's it for me thanks
0: that's all for this episode but there is plenty more at my website theadhdmanual.com that's t-h-e-a-d-h-d-m-a-n-u-a-l.com you can find me on facebook twitter and reddit at the adhd manual do you have a question comment or story then i want to hear it email me at theadhdmanual at gmail.com very special thank you to my brother Joe Minor for composing this theme music and thank you so much for listening and remember to be kind to yourself. See you next time.